And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. Thank you very much for joining me on the Voice of the Voiceless podcast. My name is Brandon, and welcome to our very first episode of this podcast. Do understand that this podcast will talk about controversial topics as well as political standpoints and perspectives. For today, we are going to discuss freedom of speech and how it's changed the world and how the world has changed it. So when you think about freedom of speech, you think about your rights, your amendments. I am relatively 75% positive that not everybody's going to know what their rights are. And when it comes to freedom of speech, that is a very big, big one. I'd like to think back stating that when it comes to freedom, when it comes to freedom of speech, it is something that whether you say you disagree with somebody whether you feel differently about something in particular or whether you just want to speak up. And in modern day society, it is looked down upon. It has been stripped by many people to where you can't say anything at all. You can't disagree or you have to choose specific sides. Whether you agree or disagree, it doesn't necessarily matter. You have to choose. And for today, I want to let you all know that you do have a choice. You are you are 100% correct that you can say no. You can step away and it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, that's your choice. That's your freedom of speech to specifically say that I do not want to be a part of this, that I do not want to be around this, or you just don't agree. But when when it comes to it, over the course of our lives, we we have, I would say, forced pivotal decisions. But today, like few feel like they have, they don't have the thoughtful guidance necessary to help them make good or even great choices for themselves or their peers. Um, we have to, we have become such a values-free and disconnected society in which anything goes just as long as, you know, you're quote-unquote happy to do as we please. But we don't forget, you know, that that happiness and, and doing the right thing are not mutually exclusive. It, it is truly and widely held that diligence to duty impedes our ability to achieve happiness. But only when we embrace the duty that we find happiness, success without happiness is hollow, it's empty, and you cannot truly find happiness if we just stop striving for, I don't know, virtue or honor. You know, you have to understand that finding personal satisfaction um, rests on responsibility and obligations as foundations of, of what we believe in, whether it be our morals or whether it be other people surrounding us. Now, touching upon that, uh, I know that a big topic that had been talked about and still is being talked about is the Leah, the Leah Thomas 
And if anybody doesn't know what that is, it is a transgender who was originally a man who had grown up, had went through puberty as a man, and then 12 months, or before I say that, he had competed in men's swimming and was in mid-500s. And after that, he had gone to um, competing for women's. And of course, you have to be at least 12 months on on hormones. And what had happened was that he competed in the women's swimming and became number one in the women's division. Now, when we think about that, we have to understand when women started coming out saying that they felt stripped, that they felt like it was taken away from them, they had worked their whole lives for this moment, and it was taken away by a biological man and of course you have you you have these women saying all this and you have people defending leah thomas saying that oh well trans people you know trans women are women and such and you have other women saying that that is wrong that trans women or trans people should have their own division should have their own sports and i'd like to say i 100 percent agree with that i think that men and women are different um, whether it goes back to their genetics their bone structure and so on and so forth and for this man to go through puberty as a man and then transition into a woman competing with biological women it, it it's not fair I, I saw so many different interviews going off of how some women were crying how some women felt like they were wronged because of leah thomas competing with them and i 100 percent agree because, again, even if you see the pictures, it, it it could still be he she can still be seen as a man, depending on who's looking at the photo. And I remember CNN had done a news report on her and they had smoothened out her face <coughs> to make it look more feminine. But the original photo was not like that. And that's where news outlets like to push agendas or like to use their quote-unquote voices to stretch out the truth to stretch out different things like that and understandably to push agendas which it's not the best thing it's not the best rep for your you know your careers but so be it that is your prerogative so so be it cnn uh, going off of that, that's when women started using their voices and people started getting upset with these women because that's quote unquote transphobic, that that is, that is morally wrong. And it's not because they're using their freedom of speech. They're using their voices and they are now being hurt. Doesn't necessarily mean that Leah Thomas is going to be taken out or anything like that, but we'll see as it progresses with progress comes result. And with that, we look at the next thing, which is going to be the Parental Rights Act. Now, with the Parental Rights Act, if y'all don't know, the Parental Rights Act is a couple pages. I at least want to say six to eight, if I'm not mistaken. And it is just about, it's the quote-unquote don't say gay bill that was passed in Florida a while back. And it is protecting pre-K through third graders from talking about gender identification to pronouns to gender affiliation and so on and so forth now 
I 100% agree that that is not something that the teachers should be talking about with students or children. I do believe that there are smart children out there, but at the same time, I know the majority of kids are not going to understand or comprehend the seriousness. And I, by going off of that, I would like to state that if a boy plays with, if, if I give a boy a Barbie doll and he's playing with his action figure, let's say WWE figures, right? If I say that and he plays with it, he's like, wow, I like girly stuff. He's talking about the toy. He's talking about something that he can play with. Doesn't necessarily mean that he is going to want to be a girl. Uh, another example is I could take him to go see Spider-Man. After that, he will be wanting to be Spider-Man. He'd want the outfit. He'd want the toy. He'd want to be a superhero, easily manipulated, you know, and, and going off of that. If, I, if, if he breaks a lamp, you know, he breaks a lamp, I come and I say, hey, did you break this lamp? At first, he is going to say no. Okay. A couple seconds later, uh, yes, I did. Okay. Then a couple seconds later, uh, it was the dog. <laughs> and the thing is, we're, we're, there's not even a dog in the picture, you know. They don't, they don't fully understand the difference between right from wrong. And when it comes to this, uh, this specific agenda where there is just so much out there in the world about it, it's it's something that they can't fully get behind because they don't comprehend the severity of it. They don't understand what it fully means. And when, when these teachers are coming out, putting it on the Internet, saying, oh, well, my student came out to me as non-binary or my student came out to me as this and that, well, of course, because you're teaching these kids that they don't they don't understand it. They don't they don't realize what's being taught to them. And this Parentals Act is something that is protecting these younger kids from understanding or talking about that. I don't necessarily think that that is something that the educational board should be discussing with children. And I don't think that they should be pumped with hormones or anything like that just because they say that they identify as a girl or a boy. I think it's something that should be looked upon later on when they get older by their parents. I think it is a very serious and sensitive topic. And that's when the parents were using their freedom of speech to say, no, I, I, I don't agree with this. And this bill was starting to get made and passed. And the parents used their voice and it happened. And that's the key thing that people think that, oh, because uh, if somebody has all this power, if somebody, uh, prime example, if the election, they can't do anything without people. They can't do anything without votes. And people have this perspective of, oh, well, if this person has all this power, then we can't do anything. We can't say anything. No, 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 no. That's that's not it. They they need the people to back them up. They need the people to use their voices. <clears throat> and when it comes to it, you have to understand that we have more power than they will ever have. <laughs> 
now that I think about it, here's a dumb example. Um, back then, when the the Sonic trailer came out for the very first movie, people didn't like it, and Sony heard them, and they were like, oh, "Okay, oh my goodness," and 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 that's that's just it. That that's that's something <laughs> that the people had spoken out about because they didn't like how Sonic looked. They didn't like it, and they said, "Hey, what uh, what's what's going on here with my favorite little hedgehog?" You know, <laughs> and um they they changed it and with that the people won the people won because they used their freedom of speech because they use their voices to be heard and and that's something that people don't necessarily like to use because they're afraid and in this certain situation yes it was a bit dumb yes it was for something not too serious but at the same time it was something that people or fan, I should say fans felt like it, it was something that needed to be changed and they did it. Sony is this, whoo, I don't know, it's a million dollars. I don't, I don't even know how much they are worth, but that is a company that just because they have all this money, just because they have all these names behind it. You think that they're just going to ignore all these fans and people? No, because that's going to cost them money and that's not what they need. That's that's just it. And and with with uh, with that, you could say, oh, you just don't like it because it's a different design. And that correlates with cancel culture, which we were talking about earlier. Cancel culture is something that the far left had made. <clears throat> Originally, it wasn't even a thing. It was just people just disagreed. And that was it. No, if. If you genuinely feel like, oh, well, I don't like, let's see, I don't like the way, oh, I'm wearing red Converse today. If so, if I walk outside right now and somebody looks at me and they say, oh, I don't like that guy. And then somebody's going to be like, why not? Oh, because he's wearing red. And I don't like that color. It reminds me of blah, blah, blah. You know, it doesn't matter because people are going to dislike you regardless. People have these these views and prerogatives just like I'm mad at the world or this and that. And, and people are going to dislike you regardless. And with cancel culture, it's become more of a mainstream thing. Unfortunately, it's become something that even if you disagree or it's something minor or something maybe major, I don't know. It's. It, it happens to people. It ruins people's lives. Maybe they deserved it, and sometimes maybe they didn't deserve it. And I, I, I understand. Um, it's it's something that not a lot of people think about at the time being when they're using um, their voices. But I'm here to tell you that it doesn't matter. You have a voice. You can speak up. You can say no. You can disagree with people. And just because they say, oh, well, you're you're uh, transphobic. Oh, you're you're a bigot or oh, you're this and you're that. OK, they're they're just words. At the end of the day, they are just little tiny things on paper. They are words. <laughs> it's it's not something to take too seriously. If, if they try doxing or, or putting something out there, then yes. But 
cancel culture happens to everybody and not not just not just regular people you know it happens to celebrities with that with the celebrities will smith slapping chris rock at the oscars you know he he had gone on stage and assaulted chris rock because of a uh, i guess distasteful joke that chris rock had made about will smith's wife jada pickett smith and with that it wasn't in his best interest to assault another man but he did it and now he's facing the consequences of his actions now people are saying oh well you know he did that well let's 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 get him let's get him let's let's gang up on him with that chris rock had used his freedom of speech to say a joke to to enlighten to make people laugh and with comedians nowadays uh chris rock had an interview afterwards and he said that this is why so many comedians are retiring because no matter what they say it's offensive or it's wrong and they're afraid to get canceled they're afraid to be in mainstream news and that's just the world we live in nowadays because that's how people look upon it that is something that um that is something that people would just think, oh, that's, that's, yeah, 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 you can't say that. You can't do that. And unfortunately, people stay quiet and they say, I'm sorry. And they continue on or they retire like these comedians. And a good example of this is Dave Chappelle. Very controversial, but he's a goat of the comedians, right? And he was under backlash a while back because of something he said about the trans uh, people right and on his on his special he was talking about his trans friend and all this and that and they thought that he was the worst right he was he was uh, tried to cancel dave chappelle and dave chappelle came out afterwards had another event and he said, well, I'm not getting canceled. He used his voice. He stood up for what he thought was right. And he stood strong. And I admire that. And I praise Dave Chappelle for doing that. With the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation, you can argue that, yes, Will Smith and his wife have not had the best relationships. Uh, going back to her show and embarrassing him, making him cry on television about the whole her sleeping with another man it's tough it's it's very tough but it's not our our business you know and fortunately she made it everyone's business to know and when chris rock had made that joke will smith actually had laughed at the joke at the time being and i i, I guess when he looked at his wife she was not you know, pleased or didn't laugh. So he had to step up for his wife, went up there and assaulted Chris Rock. You have all these people saying, oh, well, defending Will Smith saying, oh, well, he just defended his wife. That's what a real husband should do. That's what that's what a man should do for his, his wife, his lover, his family. And then you have people defending Chris Rock saying, yo, he just said a joke. You know, he was he was just going off on a joke. And I do not condone violence whatsoever. I do not condone violence at all in the slightest. But when they defend defend Will Smith, they're, they're kind of condoning violence when you think about it. They're saying it's okay to assault somebody 
if somebody says something that you don't like. And that's that's not a good message to put out there for people. That's not a good message to put out there for children. You have to understand that this is not something that will be taken lightly, you know. And with with that being said, you have to look at it from Will Smith's, Will Smith's perspective and saying, yes, I had done this and now he has to live with it. Now it, it's going to follow him. It is, it is going to be carried on his shoulders because after that assault, actually it came out that they asked Will Smith to leave and he denied that. And after that, he won an Oscar for Best uh, Actor. Oh, the irony. Oh, <laughs> and and the thing the thing was, was that people are now saying that Will Smith should be stripped of his Oscar. And it wasn't a big thing until news outlets started reporting about it. And then that's when the Oscars took took control and was like, well, uh, we're going to start an investigation and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. But y'all should have done that the day of. That sh y'all should have done that the next day, if anything, at the latest. But they didn't, you know. And and it just shows how how Hollywood has fallen. It has shown that nobody is safe. Nobody is safe from anything. Um, when when they were saying Will Smith should be stripped of his Oscar, we well, have to think back at uh, uh, Henry Weinstein. Are you going to strip? Is the Oscars going to strip him of his, you know, Oscar? Is the um, Roman Polanski, are you going to strip him of his Oscars? You know, it's it opens Pandora's box to doing so many different things. And that is the thing. There, there has to be a repercussion. And I understand that he had recently resigned from the Oscars. I understand that. I also was reading that apparently his um, his agent was going to leave him. Or debating about it because of the assault and with it you have to understand that that was not the best thing to do hands down it was not the best thing to do you do not assault somebody for a joke you could like like he was saying yeah keep my wife's name out of your mouth yes absolutely use your words I remember a wise man once said, the pen is mightier than the sword, and I 100% agree. Kill them with kindness. Just say, hey, didn't appreciate that joke about my wife? Just stop. That's it. That's all he could have done. But he took it a step further, went up on stage, assaulted a man in front of everybody there and everybody watching. And that doesn't look good on his resume that doesn't look good because that's going to stay with him for the rest of his life and him winning that oscar for best actor should have been one of the greatest nights of his life but unfortunately it's going to be uh overshadowed by what he had done and that right there hurts that would definitely definitely kill me if that was the night i was supposed to win something and then I just got ruined because of that, because of what I've done, because of my actions. All because somebody was using their freedom of speech. Freedom of speech is such a powerful thing. It is something that not a lot of people use because they are afraid.
They are afraid to use their voices to be heard. They are afraid to be canceled. They are afraid to speak. Whether it be from being assaulted, whether it be disagreeing with somebody, whether it be a political standpoint, it doesn't matter. People are afraid in this world to talk, to speak up. And that's, that's, that's the truth. It's sad. The world we live in has gotten so bad. We are so divided and separated from each other. Because of politics, because of our beliefs, it's, it's a terrible thing. It truly is. But we can salvage it. I'm not saying there is going to be peace in the world because there can never be peace. There has to be a balance. There has to be an equal balance between good and bad. But with that being said, I, I leave you with the question. When was the last time that you truly spoke up? When was the last time you felt like you were heard? I want to give you that outlet to be heard. To be outspoken. This, this is something that a lot of people can disagree with the topics that we had talked about and that's perfectly fine i respect you all and i wish you the very best and there's going to be people that do agree with me same thing i wish y'all the very best and i thank y'all and i will listen to both perspectives so i can understand because I'm giving y'all a chance to use y'all's voice to be heard. To understand why y'all are saying this. To understand why you disagree with me. This truly has been an amazing experience. And I cannot wait to bring on some of the people that are just ready to start talking or debating with me. I'd like to um, personally thank you all for joining me and being on the lookout for our next episode where we will discuss, are there truly two genders? Before I let you go, this podcast was made possible by Our Lady of the Lake University's Ruben M. and Veronica Salazar School of Mass Communication and Theater. Thank you.
nameless, unreasoning, unjustified terror. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man.